Hi, I'm Chad. I'm a Gen X Grown Up. I support Gen X Grown Up through Patreon, and you can too at patreon.com slash genxgrownup. Gen X Grown Up is a YouTube channel website and audio podcast you're listening to right now. All made for and by people who love exploring media, games, tech, and toys of yesterday and today through the eyes of Gen Xers who refuse to grow up. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown up. Welcome back, Gen X Grown Up Podcast listeners, to episode 69 of the Gen X Grown Up Podcast. <laughs> I couldn't resist. I'm sorry. I'm John. Joining me as always is George. Hey, how's it going, guys? And Mo is here. Hey, everybody. In this episode, we'll look at a documentary oh, we're series. So immature. Oh, I know. <laughs> Exposing the seedy underbelly of big cat conservation. Take to the skies with a 40 year old collectible picture book game and defend the earth from your phone with a reimagined arcade classic come to mobile. First, though, it is time to open the mailbag and check out some fourth listener emails. It's been a while since we recapped why we call it that, actually. Oh, no. <laughs> we have several little, like, inside jokes, and we forget that <laughs> everybody's inside <laughs> all the time. Maybe the first or second episode, we were like, who's going to listen to this show? And we decided there's one, two, three of us, so right. we can get one more person. It'd be our fourth listener. To listen. That's the yep. fourth listener. And so that's you. That's our fourth listener. <laughs> and we have emails from a couple of our fourth listeners. <laughs> the, the paradigm is breaking down, but let's just not worry about that. Uh, the first fourth listener we have today is Stu Monkey. He wrote hey, in, Stu and Monkey. the subject line of his email is Battle Beyond the Stars. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. And he's not the only one. So he's referencing the uh, 40th anniversary sci fi episode we did not long ago on a backtrack. There's more than one? Yeah. Hang on. Here we go. Ooh, first ooh, one ooh, is ooh. Stu Monkey says, Have any of you heard of the 1980 sci fi movie? Battle Beyond the Stars? Huh. Yes, we have. Yeah, sure. Yes, we have. <laughs> you said it's pretty much a Star Wars knockoff, except James Cameron did the special effects, so it's worthy of discussion from that standpoint. I like to go back to the roots of things, so I found the movie to be interesting from that point of view, considering Alien Terminator would be just a few years later. Uh, may the fourth listener be with you, Stew Monkey. And it's pretty damn funny that you bring it up, because <laughs> George, we were prepared for this show. What was your, uh, what was the fourth one that didn't quite make the show? Oh, the one that... Mm. I kind of wanted on the list a little bit was Battle Beyond the Stars. Battle Beyond the Stars. A little bit, huh? (laughs) We talked about it. We actually watched it in preparation. and It it didn't quite fit. So we just put it like, yeah, well, that's fine. We'll talk about it later. And lo and behold, Stu Monkey writes in. We absolutely. And it's it's not really a Star Wars knockoff. It's actually a knockoff of Seven Samurai. Oh, really? Yeah. The whole thing is predicated on that same story of seven defenders coming to a town to defend the locals from some evil person who's coming to wipe them out or enslave. Really? The Magnificent That's Seven. That's what the whole, the whole thing, thing is. Yeah. Yeah. The Magnificent Seven, Seven Samurai. Yep. Hateful Eight. That doesn't match, actually. Doesn't match. No. <laughs> That's no. one extra. <laughs> That's the That's guy too in the many. basement. That's way too That's true. Seven is good. Eight is just overkill. It's, just, it's, it's know, crazy. What are you talking? Eight. Yeah, right. I can't do eight. And Stu Monkey was not the only one. We got another fourth listener email from Dan. Subject line was Backtrack 80 Sci-Fi. And he said, okay. there are a couple more you missed. How about Battle Beyond the Stars? <laughs> huh. Yep. We got, let's think about that one. Should, you know, did we miss 
that one really? I'm not. We, yeah. we will. I don't know if we missed it. We didn't talk about it. I'll say that That's much. for sure. Dan says, probably too cheesy to add to the list with a straight face, but I liked it. That's that's a great See, description had, of that we film. We Flash that Gordon is, on there. That's, that may be the best description of that film. We did yeah. have Flash Gordon. You're right about that, Mo. And so there's yep. nothing too cheesy for us. Come on. He also <laughs> suggested Altered States as a possible candidate for that 40th anniversary. Uh, was that, that was one, that Mo, you talked about that one. Yeah, I did. I, yeah. It was, yeah. It was sci-fi-ish. I mean, it, was, it could have made the list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had a little back and forth. It's like a genre bridging thing. It's kind yeah. of sci-fi, kind of horror-y a little bit, a little whatever. Right, yeah. yeah. But no, it's for sure. Also 1980, yeah. absolutely. And Dan says, I'm already looking forward to your 1981 backtrack. Do we have to wait till January 2021, though? Dan. <laughs> God, I hope not, because we'd not be around. <laughs> well, we might not be around. I hope I'm around what? January 2021. You I don't know. <laughs> A lot can happen. In, How bad know, is COVID-19 getting to year. you right now? Jesus. <laughs> I don't know. It's not the COVID. It's the staying in the house is the problem. <laughs> yeah. I figured nobody would even mention it. And then sure enough, everybody was like, what about that one? So everybody mentions it. Spot on. Like, okay. That was a miss on our part. We'll, we'll own that one. We love it when the fourth listener writes into the show. If you want to have your email read on the show, it's easy. Just hit us up at podcast at genxgrownup.com. Put your mail on the hopper. We read every single one and most make it right here to the show yeah oh, i think we're uh we're taking care of some business it's time to hop into the meat of this show right after this cool why keep plucking when there's a hair coloring as gentle to the hair as a shampoo loving care from Clairol. gray hair or loving care it's time for you to decide Let's get the ball rolling here in media. Could be anything we're consuming in the world of media. Could be movies or television shows or comics or books or whatever it could be. And normally I know I let you guys pick what you get to talk about. And I'm going to do yeah. that here. What? But there's a few things I think we're going to put on the forbidden list. Forbidden. On huh? the forbidden? We, we mm-hmm. have a forbidden list now? Wow. Yes. Self-censorship. Uh, huh. So for example, we're not going to talk about the 1995 film Outbreak with Dustin Hoffman and Kevin Spacey. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's probably a good choice. Let's not talk about that. Yep. Off the table also will be Contagion from 2011. Uh, Yes. Yes. Oh. Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, we, yeah. Also, I like that we won't be talking about the Netflix documentary I'm currently binging called Pandemic that just came oh, out yes. this year. I, I, I already <laughs> binged that, that one, one. actually. <laughs> yep. <laughs> because we have plenty of that in our real lives. Instead, <laughs> I'm curious in what not on that forbidden list you are checking out in media. Mo, let's start with you. All right. Given our current state of things that we can't talk about, it's <laughs> I've been <laughs> I have been searching for something new to watch. Okay. So I found an old documentary series on the Smithsonian Channel, which I've never watched in my life. So by new to watch, you meant new to you. New to me. Totally new to me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which is actually kind of cool because there's like six seasons now. So I got plenty to watch. Isn't that great when you find something you like that you never heard of and there's like a dozen seasons to oh, watch? Like, yes! Like, yes. <laughs> the name of the show is Secrets. And it's a historical documentary where they look at things like the Shroud of Turin, the, the Sphinx, the Pyramid, and they spend a show in each one. They get experts in there and they just sort of talk about it. They try to say, okay, you know, this Sphinx. No one's really sure when it was built. Then you get these experts are like, yeah, we know. Here, here's why we know. Mm, okay. <laughs> so it's not like one of these like, oh, space aliens came and did it. Is it busting popular myths on historical things like that? So like people have these misconceptions of how the Sphinx was built, but we're going to tell you what really happened kind of thing? I, I think it's more like we're just going to give you the facts that we know kind of thing. Okay. okay. You know, not necessarily that we're going to say that, hey, you know, the Shroud Train is or isn't real. 
real, but they're saying, here's what we do know about it. So it's less sensationalized than like your ancient aliens kind of history, yeah, exactly. history channel fair. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's actually, there's that some sounds pretty cool. It. Yeah, it is. There's it's, a it's, lot it's a of it out show. there. So have you been binging it? How much have you watched? Oh, I'm, I'm through the first two seasons. Uh, okay. There's six seasons together. Now each season only has like six episodes. So they're not like super long, but still ah, a lot okay. of good content, but they're like 40 something minute hour show with commercials. Oh yeah. Kind of yeah. I'd say they had one that which I didn't think I'd be interested in, which was about Richard the third, like, you know, from Shakespeare and all that stuff. He right, apparently right. died. Ooh, I'm yawning yeah, now. Exactly. Third, exactly. Right? exactly. <laughs> he, he died on the battlefield. I was like, oh, I was ready to fast forward to the next episode. Uh-huh. Like, We're trying to find his body. I'm like, ooh. Oh. <laughs> ooh. Okay. Wow. Yeah, I, I'm not interested. <laughs> and if they actually found You it. had me at misplaced corpse. And how they find it and how they identify that this set of bones was him was pretty amazing. Okay, that does sound cool. I think you get through Amazon Prime, but you, I think mm-hmm. you have to pay to get the Smithsonian Channel on it. Do you? Okay. Oh, right. But there's a 30-day free trial. Oh, sure. And you can definitely catch all these in within 30 days. So Game I think system. it's definitely well worth it. Smithsonian Secrets. Okay. Yeah, so that's like the highbrow intellectual stuff I'm watching. How about you, George? <laughs> <laughs> What a setup. <laughs> that may be the best segue we've ever accomplished, sir. Congratulations. <laughs> I hear banjos in the distance, I think. Yeah. Coming from George's pick. I don't know that the, any of these people were talented enough to play the banjo, Don. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been watching? I, I have not been watching. I've completed the oh, entire series oh. of God Help Me, Tiger King. Oh, my goodness. I watched the entire damn wow. thing from episode one all Isn't the way like through. number one on Netflix now or something? It so is. Yeah. yeah, it's so number one that Netflix just released an interview from inside jail with the Tiger King. Really? Wow! Yes. Oh my goodness, they okay. just did like a day or two ago. They just released a new interview from him from jail. Okay, so for me, I have not watched this at all. Okay, none at all. Okay, and, and, and there was so much like hype about it. I'm sort of avoiding it a little bit. So, what's the elevator pitch for this show? Mm. Okay, imagine the world of the roadside zoo. Okay, okay, so mm-hmm. not the you know. Like San Diego Zoo or anything like that. The alligator farm kind of thing, but specifically for people. Five baby rattlers next exit. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) This one is specifically for people who raise and show big cats so tigers lions right all that kind of thing okay Okay. apparently it is and there's a huge subculture of an illegal industry of these people raising and breeding these animals for show and sale which is now illegal in this country and that's what this focuses on one man in particular who is the tiger king and then a couple of other people who a are some of his enemies some of his friends and it goes back and forth some of his ex-husbands some of his ex husband some of his swinger friends jeez <laughs> it's that kind of show so this man he lives in oklahoma Wait, is this a jerry springer episode or is this a real show <laughs> let me tell you how he describes himself and then you can decide okay this All man right. calls himself the only gun-toting gay cowboy polygamist tiger raiser in oklahoma i would say the world actually <laughs> i'm gonna say of everything he's the only one anywhere Let's, this guy oh. cracks me up well, those are words i I never thought would be strung together ever. <laughs> oh my God. He cracks me up. This man is absolutely, if you haven't seen anything, you've maybe just seen a picture on Netflix yeah, on the it's or something. Picture, yeah. You can't avoid it. The voice that you think would come out of that face yeah. is exactly what's there. Yep. Yep. But, <laughs> 
you have to oh man it's you have to watch it at some point just watch like 30 minutes of pick an episode it doesn't matter which one you pick really <laughs> the plots of that you don't have to start at the beginning i've only watched about a half of it maybe and it is like a beautiful train wreck once you start mm-hmm. you can't look away you want to see what's going to happen next and because there's so many memes about it and it's all over social you can't avoid knowing some of the spoilers about the fact that he's in prison and oh yeah yeah george just told us that he has yeah. interviewed from prison so spoiler right. alert yeah no that's the first five minutes of the first episode like he's doing part of the show yes <laughs> over a phone call from prison he's like the first five minutes is like i'm gonna lay this whole thing out there for y'all and when i get done you're gonna ask yourself why is you in prison and not that other bitch that's his line <laughs> so you know from the outset that at some point shit goes down and it absolutely does yeah. oh man all right hey, just to give you an idea his most loyal employee throughout most of the episodes uh, has her arm <laughs> ripped off by one of the tigers in like episode two and they show that in the episode Ouch. because there is another film crew throughout this entire thing who believe it or not were making a reality tv they series were, yeah. of this man's life that's where they have all the footage all this it's stuff amazing. was going so oh that's exactly why we have all the footage wow somebody at netflix was smart said i'm buying this one mm-hmm. <laughs> man yeah uh, it's exactly the kind of batshit crazy <laughs> we need in the world right now it's so <laughs> distracting you don't think about anything else going on when you're watching this you're just like whoo that's not me hallelujah <laughs> things could be worse it's, it's, it's that same feeling i get when i watch cops i'm like yep it ain't me standing on the side of the road i feel better about my life nope i'm not raising cats and going to prison that's not it's okay right. and it okay. was one of those things that you know how netflix always promotes some show at the top of your feed it's that giant oh, yeah. screen it's, it's there, like, like thumbnail awesome that's time. the one yeah. it was promoting yep. that to me heavily for like a week and oh, i yeah. kept saying i'm not clicking this i'm not clicking this <laughs> That's what I've been doing. And then finally, I'm like, come down off your throne, princess. Click it in order to get it off of that little segment there at the top of Netflix. And I was like, oh my god, I can't stop watching it. Netflix, mm-hmm. how do you know? How do you know? <laughs> I think he just sent one out. Just that one's like, send it to everybody. It's just yeah. easier. They'll all like it, <laughs> whether they know it or not. Here, just send it to everybody. <laughs> all right, John. Oh, geez. please bring us out of the depths of depravity and find something. <laughs> that we can redeem ourselves with. What are you watching? I think I can get halfway back to the highbrow Smithsonian channel that Mo was at, perhaps. Not all the way. That's an accomplishment from Tiger King, sir. Uh, I want to talk about what I I actually saw this a few weeks back, but we didn't talk about it at the time. Mm -hmm. And in hindsight, I think this might be the last film I ever saw in a real theater before the apocalypse. Uh, And all all theaters closed and that never happened again. (laughs) Right before they closed down all theaters because of this whole scary health thing i went and saw the vin diesel valiant comic thing bloodshot oh, oh yeah your boy vin it. diesel you love vin diesel i have a love-hate relationship with vin diesel but <laughs> i don't hate him as much as most <laughs> i don't think he's a good actor necessarily but i think he has good presence on the screen yeah because you know i remember that, you I were that. huge into pitch dark or whatever that pitch was black. the one pitch where black. Pitch black. it was a great yeah. movie i thought it was a great movie actually yeah the chronicles of riddick and all that stuff oh yeah i think that's awesome well yeah. that's vin diesel not acting remember i said he's not a good actor <laughs> yeah in pitch black he just he stands there with chrome eyes going oh, they're going to kill some people <laughs> i am not batman not a reach role i'm not batman right and his best role groot <laughs> his best role he was 
also the Iron Giant. He was a great as voice actor. He's great, right? Uh-huh. But not as a in person. He's just he's a weird some bitch on screen. I don't know what it is about him. But he's a big D and D player though. <laughs> he and Tiger King are getting married next week. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Little prison romance. So anyway, back to the movie. Back to the movie. Bloodshot is from Valiant Comics. Yeah, and uh, George, I'm sure that rings a bell with you. It didn't yeah, with absolutely. me until I saw Bloodshot was coming out and did a little research and found that, well, there's like Marvel and there's DC and mm-hmm. then there's the Indies, but then Valiant is like, it's like almost right up under Marvel and DC and all of those big boys, right? It's kind of a second tier sort of deal. Uh, I'd give them like third tier, honestly. Third tier. I mean, right. they're a little, yeah, because yeah, you've got Image and mm, IDW. Yeah. Those guys are a little dark bit- Dark Horse, stuff yeah, like a little that. Bit dark Horse, yeah. yeah. Valiant would be slightly under them. Sure. This is not Bob's comics, though. Yeah, it's it's exactly. a mainstream no, 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 thing. No. Yeah. Uh, and a- apparently they're trying to use Bloodshot to spin out a Valiant comic kind of cinematic universe, which good like on a them. VCU or something? A VCU, <laughs> right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Let's talk about this film as it stands on its own merits. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if either of you have seen it yet. I've have have seen it. it. Yeah. No, yeah, I've yeah, downloaded yeah. it, but I haven't watched it yet. All right. So 50-50, one has, one has not. Uh, and I came in this with zero expectations other than yeah. I thought the effects look good and the premise is essentially this guy is in the military. He gets killed. I'm using air quotes that you can't see. Right. And there's this secret society that resurrects him as a super soldier with, he's basically pretty much invincible. Yeah, he has nanotech that rebuilds yeah, part of his body. Like rebuilds when he gets whenever he gets damaged. Yeah. So he's a super badass Superman and the company that, or the agency that brings him back turns out they're nefarious. He ends up fighting that agency. So I won't spoil too much more of the film, Does but that's kind of the twist. Does none of this sound familiar to either of you coming oh, from like 1985? It sounds like everything I've ever watched like before. Identity. It sounds like. <laughs> yeah. No, before that even. Think back to the 80s. Guy who hmm. ends up getting killed and resurrected hmm. by an evil corporation. Robocop. Thank oh, you, Robocop. Robocop. Ah, very good, Mo. Thank you for your cooperation. <laughs> <laughs> I got that. As a Robocop quote. You see what I'll I did there? I'll buy that for yeah. a dollar. I did. I did. Ah, thank you. <laughs> but I really dug Bloodshot, and I didn't... I don't say I didn't think I would. I did. Really? Oh, I did. Did you not like it, Mo? I was oh, eh about it. Really? I thought it was fun. I, I think the fact that it didn't have the baggage of Marvel or didn't have the baggage of DC, yeah. it was just kind of this independent thing. And it was one of those films that I've used this term before. It was better than it deserved to be. Better than it deserved. That was kind of how I felt about it. I went in thinking it was going to be one thing and it was better than that even. So it exceeded my expectations, right? I mean, it was better than I expected, to be quite honest. Yeah. I thought the special Some effects more. were very cool. The way they did the whole yeah. rebuilding his body. That kind of thing was yep. very cool. And I loved the tech guy that helps oh, yeah. him out. He was yeah, hilarious. He's, he's nerd. He was hilarious. His, his guy works in the back and runs all the EIT stuff. Yeah. Yeah. He was hilarious. And then the rest of it, I was like, it's, it's just seemed very formulaic, I guess. You it, know. It, absolutely. Very formulaic. And so exactly I was like, what you expect. I was like, eh, okay, nothing happened that was unexpected. Let's put it that way. That's okay. And, but you know what? It, but, it, I mean, it was, it was enough. It. <laughs> it was enough. Now, I don't think on its own merits, you're going to launch a Valiant cinematic universe. I right. mean, I, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know the rest of the characters in Valiant, to be quite honest. So Valiant has a large trove of characters They have to a use. stable of people? Okay. I don't know that you're going to get enough buy-in because the entire reason why the Marvel Cinematic Universe works is because it's Marvel. And even people who aren't in comics know these characters. Yeah, they can draw an audience much larger than their fans. DC could if they made a decent film. Right, yeah. They made but a couple. Valiant, very few people even outside of comic fans even know right. that that company exists, let yeah. alone yeah. what no, their you're characters right. are. Sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, you would kind of have to build it on the slide, just do another movie and kind of like uh, Shyamalan's Unbreakable series. Yeah. Like you didn't yeah. know it was turning mm-hmm. into a trilogy or a quadrilogy or whatever it became. You could just, if you just keep doing movies of this caliber, I enjoyed this better than a lot of the DC movies I've seen. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, okay. for sure. I agree. I so totally there's agree that. With you on that one. Yeah. 
So they have no baggage, but that baggage also sometimes is what gives you momentum. So they don't have that. Right. But they did a decent job here. And I think they could keep, I would watch another Bloodshot movie or another thing in this universe. They certainly set it up so you could do more. So yeah. for George and people like you who have not seen it yet, I say give it a shot. Yeah. I mean, it was a fun movie. It was a fun movie. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm done with Tiger King right now. So you're yeah, finishing so free time. You need to elevate yourself now. And <laughs> <laughs> we have a problem, George, with your scale, right? Kind of breaks down because this, you know, do you see? Uh, oh yeah, matinee or go to the movie or AMC. Right None now, of that's yeah. happening right now. Yeah, we can't, right. So it's like either watch or don't. <laughs> that, oh, now it's man. rent full price, rent when it goes on sale, stream for free. It's, it's like that kind right. of stuff now. Stream day one, stream day 15, whatever. Right. I'm going to have to come up with a new scale. This is for sure a full price film if you had to go see it. I enjoyed it that much. Sounds like really? quite, oh. not quite as much. Yeah, I would say full price. I say matinee price for me, but. Yeah, I, I think you liked it less than I did, but I understand yeah. that. I'd give it like a three and a half tokens. I think Bloodshot was pretty fun uh, and worth your time, especially if you're looking ways to kill time and not think yeah. about what's going on in the real world. It is pure escapism. And that's, that's what a good kind of action superhero movie ought to be, I think. I love tortilla chips, but they can be a little heavy. But now there's new Sancheros. Sancheros light and crispy because they're made by Pequeños Quibleros. The Quibleros introduce Sancheros, authentic stone ground corn tortilla chips made extra thin, light and crispy. Original nacho salsa. Sancheros. Sancheros light and crispy because they're made by Pequeños Quibleros. I'm so proud of myself, guys. Why are you proud oh, of yourself? I have a tech toy. <laughs> oh, he broke the streak of one. Yes. <laughs> I now have a streak of one. Uh, okay. That's, what, that's another way to look at it. And, it, it is, and it's, I'm so psyched and so excited. I'm going to save this for the end because I think Are this you is saying like, you're a single streaker? Is that what you're saying? It's, that's what I heard. Uh, more yep. than one occasion, yeah. Then, okay. okay. All right. <laughs> Okay, Will Ferrell. I'm going to save this because I'm so so excited about this one. So it I'm going to shoot it over to you, George. You're going to go first. And what do you got for us today? Well, mine is probably the same tech tool that everybody is currently using right now. I know they went from like a couple of million users per day to 200 million users per oh, day. Oh, I know. It's crazy. Zoom is oh, what I wanted out of to talk about. It's getting yeah. a lot of press, too. Not bad press, though. <laughs> well, bad and good, right? I mean, they ramped up their server usage so they could increase to have all this extra traffic, all of these extra people, but bad in that they weren't as secure as everyone thought they were, and people are Zoom yeah. bombing anyone? Zoom yeah. bombing? Yeah, like <laughs> people coming in with Nazi hate rhetoric and taking over other people's meetings. It's awful. I mean, we're in a difficult enough situation as it is, right? Everybody is starting There's to get cabin fever. Out there, though. You know, at least in the U.S. Now, I know other countries, they've been dealing with this for far longer than we have at this point, but in the U.S., for at least a couple weeks now, probably yeah. a large majority of the population has been stay at home mm -hmm. yep. and people are getting cabin fever. So Zoom does something that I think is very essential to this situation we live in. It allows you to see another human being's face. And I think that's very important right now. We can talk on the phone all day long, but it's not the same thing as seeing a human yeah, being. I agree. Mm -hmm. We even just started a thing today on the podcast where we're using a video conferencing tool so that we can see each other mm -hmm. as we're recording the podcast so that yep, we I'm can... I'm waving. Hi. Yeah, exactly. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Let me wave back. Human contact. Okay, human contact. There we go. Ah, uh, so much better. <laughs> I'm not alone. I'm not alone. I'm not alone, right? But I think Zoom is 
one of those tools. There are other ones out there. There's WebEx and Microsoft Teams has that. Yeah, Google Meet, Blue Jeans, and Global. We're using whatever, yeah. Discord yeah. right now for a right? video yep. chat. Google Meet, yeah. I think those things are going to become more and more essential for the human condition as this thing progresses. Because make no mistake about it, unfortunately, this is going to go on for a little while. This is yeah. not going away tomorrow. Yeah. No. How no, come no. Zoom out of all of these rocketed? I mean, what what do they do differently? I mean, I have the app, and my, my company started adopting mm-hmm. it, and it's not better than several other options I'm using. I mean, they're all like six and one. Half is it like the other, super really? dumbed down? I noticed it only like four so buttons on it. Ease of entry, Zoom yeah. is by far the easiest to get into right. and use. Number two, their free tier allows more people to join the meeting uh, than most of the other ones. Yeah. So that makes it easier for the small businesses oh, conducting okay. meetings, I would think, yeah. which is where they've had the most explosion. And then number two, universities are using this thing like crazy here in the state of Florida. Oh, the entire university system is all using zoom. Oh, okay. I imagine it's similar in other States. One of those lightning in a bottle. Like we were doing this promotion and starting on the rise just when this happened. So something. Right. it certainly is simple to use. It's pretty dumbed down to do. For example, you said we're using discord and to get somebody into discord. Yeah. Go to this invite, click here, create mm-hmm. an account, do it. Whereas mm-hmm. zoom, you couple clicks and your face is on TV. Yeah, Like right? somebody so. creates a meeting, which by the way is very, dead simple Mm -hmm. and then they just send you a link you click that link and not only does it have the link but it allows you to dial in with a phone if you can't use computer audio if you do use computer audio it's just click the button it's straightforward simple it's funny uh we don't use zoom in my company but one of our companies that we work with uses zoom all the time sure sure we're sitting there on a zoom chat and and they we see all their faces on there and also one guy i look and he has a his background is like a golf course yeah and i feel Uh zoom has a feature that you can do a chroma key replace the background background. Yeah, <laughs> without having to have a there. green screen, right? Yeah, yeah, it just cuts out with motion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I was watching. And so it's basically, after we discovered how he did that, I swear the first ten minutes of the meeting was everybody like playing with different backgrounds, creating backgrounds. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, honestly, some of the giant corporations are using it too. One of the biggest, one of my vendors that I deal with every day is Dell. Oh yeah, they, huge. Like about two months ago, had switched from WebEx to Zoom, ah. and then this thing happened, and so they're using Zoom for everything. And yeah, sure. them being as large as they are Dell I mean that's got to be an influence for a lot of companies I would think oh yeah there's another feather in the cap that's why that, that's part of why they're growing so fast I'm sure yeah sure this is like critical mass just a certain amount of adoption and then it just it boils over and everybody starts using it right yeah because yeah, people are familiar with it and they just stick with what they're familiar with it's easy it's simple see your yeah. face yep hopefully that'll help some people out there get used to using these kind of interactive tools in the world mm-hmm, we sure live will. in but John what kind of tech or toy are you playing around with right now I got something really cool in the mail oddly enough it was something I kicked started back in the dark 30 ages. years ago. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, in this thing's defense, it, I don't think it ever got delayed, but maybe like a, a month or something. Oh, okay, okay. But this is from the company called New Wave Toys. Uh, you remember the Replicate Street Fighter we talked about not oh, yeah, long yeah, ago? Yeah, oh, yeah, the, yeah. It was like a one-sixth or whatever scale. I forget what they are. Right. They've created kind of an offshoot sub-brand of their New Wave Toys and their company called Replitronics. They're not games per se, but they're pretty damn cool. And so uh, I had actually backed this thing called the Hotline 16,000, which doesn't sound like much. And I'll tell you what it does first, and I'll, then I'll tell you what it looks like. What it does is it's a rechargeable battery pack, something we all need. Okay, sure. George, yeah. you have one in your go bag. I have one in my go bag. My soda's mo. I do. Yeah. You yep. know, it's a battery pack. You plug it in the wall and you charge it. And then later you could take it to charge your phone or your tablet or whatever, mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. it's a you know, portable outlet. This one, though, looks exactly like... 
like an original Sony Walkman. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> so this is the video blue. that you did. Yeah. Yes, it's got the buttons on the side. It, it looks like it has a headphone jack. It looks like, it's, like there's no cassette in it. it. I mean, they did such a good job. You could easily glance at this and say, oh, look, you got a Walkman sitting there. Like, ah, 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 check it out. Because on the end where you would have volume levels and those kind of things. That's what I was going to ask you. So it had like real movable controls and some of it them sure did. did stuff, right? Yeah, like popped on a light on the end if you clicked the play button, I think. But down on one end, there's all these input and output that's like USB 3 and USB C and all this stuff. On the back, it's even a wireless Qi charger. You just lay your right, phone really? on it and charge it. Yep. It is really cool. And I backed this thing for like 35 bucks, which is not much more than you'd pay for a 16,000 milliamp hour rechargeable battery like yeah. this. Yeah. And uh, you mentioned, George, I did a little video on it. If you want to see it, I just did a really quick plug and play where I say, take a look at this cool thing because I, I don't know how you review a battery pack. It's just, it's a battery pack. And it's right. cool. Does it charge Does it or not? Charge? <laughs> but it's really <laughs> exactly. awesome. Yeah. I plugged in my GoCube. Yep. It flashes. Yay. It works. And I want to call attention real quickly. They actually put out two things in this Replitronics right away. And one of them was the hotline that looks like a, a mm-hmm. Walkman that I just mentioned. The other one, though, you should absolutely look at. So they have the one six scale arcade machines, the Tempest and the Street Fighter right. we talked about. Mm-hmm. The other oh, one they I know put where you're out going. I know where you're going. Is an exactly matching to scale brown and chrome old change machine. And it looks just like one of those that would have been in the arcade. And you can set it up next to your, you know, <laughs> Replitronics arcade machines and plug them into it so they can be a battery pack for the machines. It's really genius stuff that they're doing. And attention to detail is super. So I will, uh, I'll give you a link, Mo, that you can okay. uh, put in the show notes where you can go to Amazon and get one for yourself if you want, or you can just take a look at the video that we have. But if you grew up in this era, you obviously know how iconic a Walkman is. And this yeah. thing is sweet. I can't wait to take it out of my bag and set it on the table and charge my phone with it. And people freak out. I think it's going to be fun. No, <laughs> thing it'd be better is if somehow, somehow magically you could put a cassette in and play it. Now, that would that, w- that would that be awesome. a big choice. They didn't quite go there, <laughs> but that would have been pretty awesome. That no, pretty what cool. would have been even better is if the cassette that you put into it was like a 500 milliamp hour charger. Oh yeah, it added <laughs> it battery. Extra, extra. <laughs> and the Walkman charges it while it's inside there. That would have been awesome. It's a sub-sub battery. Oh yeah. yeah, there you go. <laughs> Mo, you promised that you started this new streak and you wanted to save yourself for the end. So wow yes. us with your brand new streak okay. of one, Tech Toys. So I don't know if you guys can be excited as I am, but I am totally freaking excited about I this. I think I will. I'm just excited <laughs> that you have something. Yeah, me too, actually. <laughs> when we did our backtrack on on choose your own adventure right? oh right right yeah and i said yeah. oh i said there was a game i used to play a f- a basically a book called ace of aces where you ah, and friend, each had a book yeah, the airplane world war one yeah. airplane dogfighting stuff and i said i'm gonna try to look and find one and i said i wanted to play it with you right i got two sets you got, a, two, you got sets? two sets i got one unopened holy crap and one totally open that i just opened and just yeah messed right with. i haven't opened the unopened one yet okay actually i bid on two and ebay and one both but i was like eh, what the hell i'll keep both okay well so for everybody <laughs> listening right now you got to give a brief description of oh, what okay. Ace is. Right. Yeah, yeah, Choose Your point. Own Adventure doesn't really cover no, what you talked right. about in the podcast. I mean, it does, but these are a specific, specialized yes. part of Choose Your Own Adventure. Oh, yeah. So it was a company called Nova. It just came out in 1980, if you can believe it. And so imagine you have two ago. books. Yeah. Each book is a, a picture book. There's a whole bunch of pictures of different views from a cockpit of a World War One airplane looking at another airplane that you're fighting. Mm-hmm. So each picture is so you're looking over your shoulder, you see the plane, you're looking straight ahead, you see the plane. And now the two books books, the way they're set up, if you look at the same picture, like picture 100 on both books, right. the planes are in the same position. In other words, if one's ahead of the other, one Relative plane's to looking one back another. and one's yeah, looking yeah. forward Got at it. the plane. Yep. Underneath it, there's a bunch of maneuvers you could do, and there's like a whole, you could turn
turn left, right, up, slips, and all the loops, all that stuff. And by picking a maneuver, there's a little code at the bottom. It tells you what page to turn to next, and it shows you the result of both of your moves. <laughs> wow. Like so you're trying to maneuver slide your Slideshow multiplayer analog video game analog, dog fight thing. Awesome. And basically, you're trying to get, you know, line up your plane. And when you do, you see bullets coming out. That's the picture has bullets showing that you're shooting yeah. at the other oh, person. Wow. Yeah. And the other person looks and they see bullets coming at them. I mean, it's it's great. It's really clever. It I, is really oh, clever. Man. It comes across as kind of complicated, but it's really not. I mean, once you play it like once, it's like you fly through it. Although they did make it a lot more complicated with advanced rules and stuff. But the basic game is just great. It brought back so many memories because I used to play this with my friends over the phone. That's the best. Oh, that's the yeah, best. Right? One book. of those things like you haven't touched in decades and yeah. you get it back. I'm so envious of you. I mean, I don't know the game. I'm just envious of the emotion that I know oh. you got out of opening this thing. How awesome. <laughs> like when I opened my Dark Tower that George yeah. you brought to me, I'm like, oh, I got one. Right. You know, it's so cool. The thing is, is, all the little details you don't remember that really bring it back to you, though. I know, right. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, that thing. And as yeah, soon as you oh, see yeah, it, you do this. It sparks, it brings back to life so many other memories yeah. that are connected to that. You know, as we're getting older, our memories are failing a little bit, yeah. so you <laughs> don't right. remember every single detail, but when you open it back up, I don't some, have any of details, failed back. Yeah, <laughs> some of those details are brand new and they're old at the same oh, time, yeah. which That's is completely awesome. a unique thing. Yeah. So is it everything you remember now that you have it back? Everything and more. And more. That's great. That's so great. I did a video on it. We're putting together a video for this idea. It's did. in production now. In yes, production right now, it so it's going to go out where you see me just gushing over this thing <laughs> and i don't care if anybody else can, I, this is awesome for me so it's I'm for just you psyched that's fantastic very cool and it's called ace, of, ace aces? of aces ace of aces from 1980 and i'll find some sort of link to put on there at least you can kind of see it but it's look really, it up. it's got a wikipedia page oh yeah i looked it up so i could learn more it about it. wikipedia very cool and we'll look forward to your video it should be coming out shortly yeah it was fun awesome thanks mo <laughs> To savor the flavor of melting cheese Mixed with ham, diced nice as you please Your casserole deserves cream egg To taste each tender clam from the sea Richly spiced and woo garlicky Your clam sauce deserves cream egg Cream pasta is made to hold on to every bit of the flavor you put into your recipe Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time for the Generation X game segment. And normally Ooh. I go last to save the best for last, but I don't <laughs> necessarily have the best today, so I'm going to go ahead and oh. go first. Now, you're still working through your alphabet of old Humble I Bundle am. Steam games, aren't you? Yes, I am okay. in the letter D. Aha. Okay. Solidly in the letter D, if uh, we're talking about school grades, because the game that I chose <laughs> this time, called The Dream Machine, I went ahead and installed it and i was like okay i've got like two weeks i'll go ahead and give it a try that weekend so last weekend i loaded it up and sat there looking at a frozen screen oh hmm. wouldn't go let ah, me uh I let me that. see if i can switch this over to like 32-bit emulation yeah. or something you know once you start going down that road it's it's so i did it's not I, a good thing <laughs> i tried every setting i could think of because the game looked very interesting it was like this claymation point-and-click adventure kind of a thing okay and so i I was like really interested in it because I love those kind of things. Like, remember that movie Nine with the little knapsacky guys yeah, yeah, yeah. that were running oh, around? Right, sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Had that kind of vibe and feel to it. So it looked really interesting. And I'm like, okay, that's what I'm going to choose. And 
it didn't work. So uh, I had told you, John, that I was okay if I picked a dud for this new review segment. Mm-hmm. But this yep. wasn't even a dud. This was a never was start. A never was. <laughs> yeah. Was yeah. A, yeah. So I said, you know, I can't do that. That's not going to be, you know, very fun for the podcast. So I, <laughs> what I need to do is I need to go and get a pinch program. Mm-hmm. In baseball, if your guy who is up to bat can't hit worth a crap in the American League, they give you a pitch hitter. So you can substitute oh. a guy for pinch hitter to do his program. at bat for him. Okay. Or if he is like um, a runner on the base and he's really slow, you can have a pinch runner, right? Okay. So I have a pinch program <laughs> in <laughs> right. place for today. A backup, okay. A backup, exactly. And so the game that I ended up choosing second turned out to be really freaking awesome. It's called The Deadly <laughs> oh. Tower of Monsters. <laughs> I like the title. It's yeah. just the right amount of levity and also exactly what the game is. Yeah. Right. It's awesomeness. <laughs> <laughs> I went back and I looked at my Humble Bundle library purchases. I purchased this game two years ago in a bundle of six games Mm -hmm. that the whole total purchase price was $6.24. So this game worked out to be a dollar and six cents for me. Right. Yeah. Um, I also ended up getting a digital calendar of the game, which I didn't realize I had it available Mm -hmm. and a soundtrack. Of course, it's two years old now, so. It's two years old, but you know, (laughs) I got a feeling I'll like this calendar anyway. Okay. I'm going to read you the description of the game off of Steam just so you guys can get a feeling for it. What was the name again? Something of Monsters? The Deadly Tower of Monsters. Deadly Tower of Monsters. Deadly Tower of Monsters. I'm ready. Here we go. Fire up your ray guns, crystal swords, and laser whips and get ready for thrills and chills with three incredible movie stars playing out decidedly B-level sci-fi exploits. Dick, Starspeed, Scarlet Nova, and Robot (laughs) will have you ready to jump off the side of the tower right into adventure. Wait, did you say Dick, Starspeed? Dick, Starspeed, and Scarlet Nova. That is my new online name. Everywhere. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Dick Starspeed. Star <laughs> Don't call him Richard. Okay, it's already a winner. Anything else you say is just gravy. Right. So imagine going to watch a film that was a sci-fi film in like the 40s or so or 50s where you have like the really metal tin toy spaceships being hung by yes. a fishing line. Yeah, strings. Yes. And yeah, yeah. So this game takes the premise that the director of a movie like that, which was called The Deadly Tower of Monsters, mm-hmm. this movie is now being re-released for the DVD audience, and he's doing audio commentary, and you're playing the movie as he is talking about how he directed it. Oh, <laughs> what? I'm so angry. I've never heard of this before. I know. Yeah. 814 reviews, very positive. The game was released in January of 2016, so it's about four years old. Wow. The developer was a group called Ace team the publisher was sega and atlas a-t-l-u-s yep yep yep. i've seen them yep yep sure it's definitely got some strong roots behind it oh my goodness is this such a fun game you're running around on this map from a top-down viewpoint and you're swiping monsters with your electro stick and you're shooting them with your ray gun and Mm. there's uh like talking monkeys that talk to you and there's an evil being the merciless type guy who is scarlet nova's (laughs) father and he's messing with her and you play all three characters at different points as the story progresses including dick starspeed dick starspeed he's the guy you start out with scarlet nova and i haven't gotten to the robot yet uh, so i've only played like for 20 minutes or so in the game this sounds like it could be terrible and i would still enjoy it oh my god yeah i know just because it's terrible it is so much fun the game actually still retails right now at full price which is 14.99 okay so you'd Hmm. have to get 14 hours to wait for a bundle yeah. yeah. 
I'd pick it up on Humble Bundle if you could, or one of those. Is I there bet you need to get cheaper. I'm sure somebody probably has it, but wow. yeah. just the fact that it's an indie game, so to speak, yep. and it's four really years neat. old and it's still at full yeah. price on Steam, and it's it still got too. very positive reviews. That tells very you fun, and I love oh, like wow. when you go through the menus. The director guy, he's like, "Oh yeah, so you found the options to the DVD," and <laughs> <laughs> that's really clever. I like it's that. very oh, clever, man. very well done. Think of the cool stuff you would not have found if you weren't starting just wade through this backlog of old I stuff. I know. Yeah. I know. I mean, I, you know, my son kept coming in and he was like, oh, what letter are you on this time? I'm like, I'm on D. He's like, oh, well, it looks like you've got Deus Ex. I'm like, yeah, no, we've played no. that a million times. <laughs> we're, we're trying, trying to go to off the map. stuff that's yeah. different, yeah. you know, that right. we haven't Definitely looked off at the beaten before. path, that's for sure. That's a winner. I think you guys would enjoy it as well if I'm you can check find it out. it out there. It's an absolute perfect winner at $9.99. $14.99 is kind of a breaking point, maybe, mm-hmm. but I haven't played enough to yet know if I would get my Corys out of it at that price but at a dollar I've already gotten my Corey out of it for sure wow <laughs> that's cool Mo what about you you playing anything yeah I found a mobile game that if John if you have not heard of this yet I've not you're gonna buy it okay it's called Euclidean Lands and they right. just came out with a sequel so the one I'm talking about here is is a little bit older so it's probably on sale but that's so on sale the whole thing is on a Rubik's Cube kind of thing really yeah okay. you have my attention you can move on one of the sides of the cube yeah. and your job is to basically either get to the exit spot mm-hmm. or sometimes you have to take out like enemy people and they basically they have like a direction of attack so you have to maneuver your person so that you hit them from the side so you don't hit them from directly from the direction of attack hmm. it almost sounds like a mashup of chess and cubert like you're moving around kinda. a dimensional object yeah and- so and you can spin the sides like a rubik's cube oh really are you trying to solve it so that's how you position your person. Oh, it's how you move your characters by moving the cubes he's on. Right. Huh. And you can move them on a plane. Like say you have a two by two cube. Yeah. So you can move them to all four squares. Then you can rotate it to line hmm. them up to attack the person that you need to get rid of or okay. to get to that square that's the exit square. And as you play, it gets more complicated. You work up to a three by three and some of the squares are <laughs> walls. So you can't get you past, can't go through, you can't yeah. move past through them or can't move through them. So you got to figure out how to get that. You get to a point where some of the people you have to attack can attack like two squares ahead. So if you get in front of them two squares, they'll kill you. Okay. Because that's like a puzzle game a little it is. bit. It's, it's, it's more of a puzzle. I'll say it's more of yeah. a puzzle kind of game. So many mobile games are. That's kind of how the angle yeah. they go because it's so casual. Right. I get it. And I think it works. I think you actually go up to like a four by four cube. I mean, it, it keeps going. I've only played through. I'm up to the three by three cube right now. And it's cool. It's a nice, very casual, very relaxing. You kind of try different things. You could rotate the cube. You spin the sides. It's like a kind of Rubik's cube. And so you're playing this on your iOS device, I'm sure, right? On your iPhone, right? Yes. Do you know what it cost? Oh, it was a buck. Oh, okay. Buck it's game for the old almost one. Almost Insta Buy. Yep. The new one, I think, is $2.99. I think the new version of it. All right, fair enough. But I'm going to play through the old one, see how I feel. Maybe by then the other one would be cheaper. So it's the one you're stuck on now. Is that the, do, you, do you find yourself keep coming back to it now to play again and oh, again? Yeah. Because it's the thing. Oh, like, I'm, a, I'm at the point now where the levels aren't like easy to solve. Mm-hmm. It's not like, oh, I got that one. You know, now it's like, sure. I think about this one. So let me, yeah. let me go through it and think about this a little bit. Right. You know, I think you'll satisfy your bit of a cube. Yeah. Itch no, it sounds interesting. You have. And what's it called again? Euclidean Lands. Euclidean Lands. So I'm curious because of the way that you're talking about the dynamic, I've seen video games that you play on the PC that have that same flip the world kind of a thing, mm-hmm. but this is being a mobile game. A, does it use your accelerometers or anything like that to help you flip the pieces or is it all just controls on the screen? And B... It's just use your finger, yeah. Okay. And then was it difficult to pick up and start playing or no, was it... super easy. Super easy. Okay. No, you put your finger on one of the cubes like the face and you flip it up and it rotates. Gotcha. There you go. And it's logical. It makes sense like where you put your finger what rotates. Yeah, I would have to check it out for certain. Yep. Euclidean Lands. All right. I'll check it out on Android. Euclidean and we'll see if it's any cheaper for me, but 99 cents is pretty damn cheap. Is, is <laughs> Yeah, I can't get much cheaper. How about you, John? What do you got going? I also have a mobile game. I actually did 
a review of it over on our YouTube channel that I will uh, toss a link your way, Mo. But one of uh, the all-time arcade classics that we all enjoyed back in the 80s was Missile Command. Oh, oh yeah. yes. Yeah. God, that's, that, that, stress, that game stressed me out so much as a kid. Right? I love it, and I never got past four or five levels. It's <laughs> yeah. one of those that gets so fast, yep. so hard, right? And also, you start thinking like, oh my God, the city is gone. It's my fault. Yep. I just want to know, did either of you, when you played the original Missile Command and you had that little trackball that you're spinning fervently yeah. trying to get to the missile, mm-hmm. did either of you ever pinch your thumb as you were spinning that trackball over and get it caught between the trackball and the little casing? No. No? No. You're really? You're doing it wrong. <laughs> Maybe the play field experience. was a little loose, but like the trackball yeah. had a little gap between it and the playfield panel, at least the one I did. Oh, I see. And I would yeah, always get my thumb pinched field? as I would roll over really fast. I, God, I think you were at a bootleg arcade in the yeah. track. Yeah. Yeah. in tightly. <laughs> it's like missile, M-I-S-L-E command. <laughs> M-L-S-E, right? right? C-M-D, it's abbreviated. They couldn't afford all the paint. <laughs> but you said this was a mobile game, so there's no trackball here. There's not. So this is a kind of a reimagining slash reboot slash whatever you want to call it. It's called Missile Command Recharged. Mm-hmm. It effectively takes the game of Missile Command and it puts it on a touchscreen. And everything about it is as good or maybe better than the original Missile Command, in my opinion. It looks gorgeous. Let me tell you. Now, Missile Command was a raster game. Mm -hmm. For whatever reason, they decided to do this Missile Command Recharged to look very much like its vector. It's like everything's neon and glowy. I I like the way it looks. I really like the way it looks. It does look great. And they changed a few rules that I could delve into that I won't bore you too much. There's power-ups and there's there's no waves. It's just a nonstop onslaught like most mobile games are. But the thing that's really interesting is that because it's mobile, it's touch. And frankly, I found that touch is a way better way to play Missile Command Mm -hmm. than getting your thumb pinched in the trackball. (laughs) (laughs) It just gets rid of that whole problem right there. When you have a trackball, you have to do something and figure out what to do. It's like, oh, I have to shoot up there. So I need to spin the trackball. It's too fast, a little slower, a little faster, get right where I need to, then push the button. Whereas with touch, I go, I want to blow up something right there. You just touch Mm -hmm. your finger where you want an explosion and the rocket takes off. And I can put up bombs, intercontinental ballistic missile, anti-whatever bombs on both sides of the screen at once. I can do multi-touch. I can touch the left and the right side and blow up stuff. But all in all, this Missile Command recharge game, I found to be really, really good. And it's pretty common to see Oh, it's Pac-Man, but it's Pac-Man eating monkey fruit or something. They just take a brand and they put garbage onto it. Monkey and fruit. This, yeah, I, I, that's the first that's stupid really thing I could think of. But okay, that's yeah, cool. I don't know. This really respects the Missile Command. It doesn't reinvent yeah. it or make it overproduced or add a bunch of unnecessary stuff. The changes they make are modern and smart, and it ends up to be a fun game. And you can actually play it for free without buying it. They just have a recharge method, and they don't pester you with a bunch of ads, which, mm-hmm. hallelujah, They've earned your money by then if they don't pester you, in my opinion. So I got a question. You know, we talk about not having to use trackball and you love doing the finger pointing and all that kind of stuff. Sure. But doesn't that feel like cheating coming from our era of playing that video game? That was a skill, rolling that trackball hmm. and stopping <laughs> it at the right point. No, you're right. It was. And now you're yeah. just having to touch. Doesn't that feel like cheating our old way of playing the game? You make an excellent point, and it's a great question. And let me answer it this way. If I was using touch to play the original Missile Command, cheating. Okay. But because I'm using touch on a new kind of like designed game that was designed to attack you in such a way that touch is the right way to play, I don't feel like it's cheating. All right. Yeah. It, okay. It, it's like if you had an old light gun game, like you emulate a uh, Area 51 in MAME. Sure. If you're using your mouse to shoot the bad guys, that's cheating. Right. Right. That feels bad because now I can do pinpoint accuracy. But playing a new modern game that uses your mouse isn't and I think using touch on this missile command is actually it would have been great in the old one but that's would be cheating in the old one but it's a great way to control this one 
Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. So there's no reason not to get it. It's free. Throw the link to the video <laughs> and where you can download it, Mo. Throw those in the show Absolutely. notes for our fourth listener. If they listen to us, they probably very well know what Missile Command is, and they'd probably dig this new mobile and reimagine. Yeah. Hi, Steve. Susan? Ah. Uh-huh. Susan? Dining alone. Oh, yeah, making a little pasta salad. I love pasta salad. You do? Well, I got tomatoes. Yeah. I got onions. I got milk. Oh, no, great. No miracle whip. Really? Because Susan. Susan? A salad just isn't a salad without the tangy zip of Miracle Whip salad dressing. Before we wind up the show, we always like to take just a moment here toward the end where we talk about what we're looking forward to between now and the next time we all get together to record the show. Let's start with you, George. What are you looking forward to? I am looking forward to something that is already released. So I know that's a bit of a cheat because it has it's <laughs> not going to be released between you the cheat? next two. No. That's like touch free <laughs> missile command. That's totally cheating. <laughs> But in all honesty, I don't care because I am totally engrossed in this TV series. So it was one of those that's that Netflix banner recommendation that we yeah, talked yeah. about with Tiger King. It's called Ozark. And oh, it stars sure. Jason yeah. Bateman. Jason Bateman. Yeah. Yep, yep. Oh, my God. So I hadn't seen it. I started seeing it now in the banner ads. In its third season, just got released recently. So I started back with season one. And mm-hmm. in a day and a half, I finished the first season <laughs> of 10 episodes. Wow. I couldn't stop watching this thing. Like, it just next episode episode click next episode click it was amazing i love the intrigue of it jason bateman being jason bateman is such a stark contrast to what any normal human being would be like in this situation right that he's in yeah. with his family and the drug dealers and all of that stuff and that's what it's premised on so he's a money launderer financial advisor for the drug cartel out of mexico and huh. they kill his partner because his partner was skimming from them and then they have to move the family to the ozarks in order to set up a new money laundering business for the Mexican cartel. And then of course, there's all kinds Hilarious of bad people Zeus. in the Ozarks, so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he oh, just gets wow. deeper and deeper and deeper. It's so crazy. I keep expecting people to die and people to live and the reverse happens. Love this thing so much. I am absolutely going to finish season 2 and 3 before the next time we talk. So that's why I'm looking forward to it. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. Awesome. Mo, how about you? What are you looking forward to? Oh man, I'm looking for the return of a show that I just felt in love with when I first started watching it was Killing Eve. Oh, right. And new season starts April 12th. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, I got to see where this thing goes. It's just an unusual show. You got Sandra O's on the person trying to track this serial killer. No one believes her. And then you got the, the mm-hmm. killer herself, who's like awesome. Like She is such a crazy but attractive and then it says that like she's just like, methodical and like, yeah. like disarming everything about her yeah that was good and this cat and mouse that's constantly going between on between them, them. Yeah. it's pretty impressive and they kind of like are obsessed with each other yep. I just it's a BBC show which is pretty awesome too and this is a great show and I can't wait to see the new season when it starts and when does it kick off April 12th oh wow right around the corner just a couple yeah. of days so I'm happy especially now you know I could definitely use some new TV so how about you right. <laughs> anything new coming down the road here Yeah, I, isn't it odd that there aren't a bunch of new movies on our list because we can't go to the movies yeah, yeah I, know. I noticed that yeah <laughs> but yeah. luckily lots of good tv that is already in the can and not being delayed and what i'm looking forward to that comes out in just a few days april 15th on fx is the second season of what we do in the shadows Woo-hoo. oh the yeah. vampires living in manhattan that show is so great <laughs> it's basically we've talked about it before it's a mockumentary mm-hmm. crew following these vampires that live together in manhattan is based on a film of the same name from i don't know five or six years ago yeah. uh, and the first season was phenomenal it's just a 
the right amount of laughs and vaguely macabre, scary stuff and just really situational. And they tied it into the, the mockumentary too, which I liked. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's you so know, it's, well It's done. a little bit of a tie in there and... I, and I love the addition of the psychic vampire. Right, the yeah. Vampire. The psychic vampire that just looks like a normal guy, but he sucks the life out of you. So yeah. he, he goes around the office and talks to you and just, hey, how are things uh, yeah. going? And just the people wilt because wilt. Just, <laughs> he's like, you probably have one or two in your office. <laughs> yeah, you don't even know it. But yeah, so what we do in the shadows is coming back and I'm definitely looking forward to that one. If you haven't watched it, there's a whole first season out there for you to binge. I yeah. highly recommend it. So FX season two coming right up. Awesome. Look, no oily film. No stains. New lemon-scented hotshot fogger. It's water-based, kills cleanly. Thousands of roaches, fleas, and their hatching eggs for up to four weeks. Look, a bonus pack. Three cans of new hotshot fogger for the price of two. More killing power for your money. Give it your best shot. Hot shot. If there was anything in this show you'd like to learn more about, the show notes which accompany each episode are full of links to click and explore. Catch up on past episodes and get pinged every time a new one's released by subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. And you know, iTunes reviews help more than you know, so if you haven't yet, please rate and review us in the iTunes app. And if you have a friend who isn't yet listening, why not? Tell them about us, they'll thank you later. You're our fourth listener, and we'd love to read your emails right here on the show, so hit us up at podcast at genxgrownup.com. And finally, Gen X Grown Up is more than just this podcast. Our YouTube channel has hundreds of videos ready for you to enjoy. Plus, you can find our entire body of work on genxgrownup.com. That's going to wind it up for another edition of the Gen X Grown Up Podcast. Before we leave, you know that I always love to take a moment here at the end of the show to express our gratitude for all the people that support us over on Patreon. Mm -hmm. Amazing people that literally take a few bucks out of their wallet to support us every single month. It's what we do here on the podcast, over on YouTube, on the website. And I love to call out their names and give them recognition. And I'm talking about you guys. <gasps> Tony, Ben, Greg Z, Dan, Chet, Stian, Thomas, Jonathan, H, Dana, Blaster, Stash, Arlem, Greg, L, T2, Marcus, Mark, Adam, Davis, Agile, Mike, R, Chad, Mike C, Slowmo, Stu, Monkey, Stu, Baca, and Levi. Woo! I made it all the way through. <laughs> like, so you said, now that we have the video, I know that this is not a pre-recorded thing that John not does. A cheat. He actually, not he a cheat. Not a cheat. That's right. Live every time. <laughs> it really happens. All one breath. <laughs> you guys are all worth it. They are. The, the, I practice. Just, just satisfying. <laughs> they deserve it. If you would like to join this amazing roster of human beings, it's easy. Mo, tell them how they can join it is easy to join all you gotta do is go to patreon.com slash gen x grown up there's tons mm -hmm. of options there for how to join what level you're comfortable with there's a lot of swag we're giving out a lot of extra bonus content so yeah. there's no reason not to do it just to support us and keep us doing what we're doing uh, we'd love you if you do that'd be fantastic we will be back in two weeks with a regular edition of the show but next week is our backtrack where we pick a single nostalgic topic and dig in deep george tell the fourth listeners what they had to look forward to absolutely we are going to be talking about gen x pop culture quotes that George gets wrong. I mean, well, no, that, no, we, no, it's, that we it's not get just wrong. Yes, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, that we yeah. get wrong. <laughs> but mostly George. Well, okay, fine. <laughs> Jesus. No, we, uh, everybody gets wrong, right? <laughs> so that'll be a lot of fun. We'll talk all about those quotes where everybody is sure that somebody said, beam me up, Scotty, and it didn't really happen. Or, Use them every day. Yeah. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's going to be a little scary and really question my remembrance of how these things actually were. <laughs> it's like, is my memory going? Because I could have swore that was the way it was. Right. Uh, it could be going also. That could also be true. That's true. But we'll find out on the next backtrack. We hope you'll join us for that one. Until then, I am John. George, thank you for being here. Yes, sir. Mo, you know, I appreciate you. Oh, man, always fun. Fourth listeners, though, it's you we appreciate most of all, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. See you guys. Take care, everybody. No life, no fun. Don't you know that you
Gen X Grown Up is a member of the Evergreen Podcast family. Learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com. We're also an affiliate of the Geeks Worldwide Radio Network. You can check them out at the GWW.com. George starts talking about something like... <laughs> Welcome back, Gen X grown up podcast listeners to this. <laughs> what? what just happened? The visual just cracked me up. I'm sorry. I'm not used me, to seeing. I'm not used to saying seeing hello. I'm sorry. Hello. Yeah. I'm so- <laughs> He's doing the machine gun hand. The gun exactly. Hands. <laughs> oh, it's gonna oh, take forever. <laughs> All right. Sorry. I guess I should shut this. It's <laughs> gonna be a problem. Smooth. <laughs> it just sort of peters off. Yeah, it did. Patreon.com slash Gen X grown up and click this click the joinment. Click the joinment? <laughs> I know, I know, I know. See, it's so easy. It's so easy. Anybody can throw it. <laughs> I am clicking. <laughs> ah, okay. So, let me try it again. It is super easy. <laughs> Sorry. What the fuck are you doing? Is it, though? Is it easy? <laughs> really? Okay, go. Hit Pass Moto, sponsored by Moto America, is the show that keeps you up to speed on the latest in motorcycling and brings the biggest names in motorcycle racing right to you. From candid interviews with the top names in racing to providing insights into the trends and trendsetters driving the motorcycle industry, we have you covered. New episodes are available every Thursday at pitpassmoto.com and on your favorite podcast app. Ride on! <laughs> 